welcome to the Bright Minds of E-Commerce podcast. I'm Dana, founder of Bright Red Marketing, your e-commerce advertising specialists. Today we are here with Scott from Okendo. Okendo is a customer review platform with an incredible amount of customization options, but this isn't just a podcast about Okendo, I promise, but the power of reviews and especially user-generated content and how to best gather these powerful pieces of marketing. If you can't tell, I love using Okendo with my clients and I'm excited to share more about the power of reviews today. So let's get into it. Welcome to episode 14. Hi, and welcome to the Bright Minds of E-Commerce podcast. Today, we are here with Scott, who is the APAC Key Account Manager for Akendo. Hi, Scott. Hello. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. And you? Very good. Very excited to be here. I'm so glad to have you here. We are big fans of your software platform. So for everyone who doesn't know, what is Akendo? So Kendo is, in a nutshell, a review and social proof platform. Uh, there's, there's kind of been a, an evolution in reviews and we're kind of bringing that to the, to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's quite a complex kind of software that kind of takes you to the next level. So we're really excited to speak more about it today and I guess understand what that next level is and how you can use it as an e-commerce platform. Yeah, wonderful. So we're obviously big fans of reviews. So tell us a little bit about the background, how it came to be, um, and then we'll go into some of the, the nitty-gritty of the, the reviews. So, yeah, definitely. So Akendo is founded in Sydney, Australia. Uh, it's got two co-founders. Uh, both both names are Matthew, which makes it really fun. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, 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 I guess, idea came about almost a decade ago, um, and it's been a journey up until today where we are now uh, in Australia and the, the States, which is a really exciting journey, which as we opened an office uh, late last year. So, you know, big things coming. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Um, so obviously you guys are all about the reviews. Can you give us a bit of an insight into why collecting reviews and user-generated content is so important? Yeah, so, I mean, there's two different uh, levels, I guess, to what you just mentioned. So reviews, uh, you, you, you think text, you know, probably a five-star rating, some text. It's basically reviews is social proof that other previous customers from a store have had either, you know, a positive or a negative experience. Um, And that can be really insightful to to those people to either give them confidence to say yes or, you know, unfortunately to say no. Uh, So reviews kind of generates trust and authority in a brand, um, you know, and we really, really want to encourage people to, to not, not only do reviews but also to capture as much user-generated content or UGC alongside that. Yeah. And that's uh, when, when I speak to that, I say, uh, I mean, photos or videos. So, you know, that's proof is in the pudding. This is uh, someone's uploaded a, a, a great five-star review, but now I get to see them wearing it or even showing it off in a video. And that's just going to exponentially increase my trust that, A, this is the real person, and B, this is how it looks, not in Photoshop or a really nice professional image, but on someone who wears it every day. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, from a, a Facebook ads perspective, you know, we love when clients have access to reviews, user-generated content, and those sorts of things. So, And it does do such a, a good job at building trust on site. 
Now, one of my favorite features of Akendo, because a bunch of our clients actually use your software, which I'm sure you know, um, is that you probably got a better name for it, the sliding scale. So there might be like three attributes of like fit, comfort, something. Can you mm-hmm. kind of explain that to people who aren't familiar with your software, how that works, how they can customize that and why it's so beneficial to businesses? I would love to. <laughs> this is definitely one of, it gets me personally excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, you, you, you coined the term correctly. We call them attributes. Awesome. Uh, and, and effectively, they are kind of points of feedback that any merchant can customize relevant to their product that they're selling. So it's T-shirts. You create attributes to ask feedback for, say, the quality, the design, and the sizing. And then people can leave back, uh, leave feedback on a scale of one to five, um, or poor to excellent or good or bad, you know, you, you, whatever you would like. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really insightful to taking it further than uh, a text, a body of text and a, and a review. In, that's just words. Um, you're adding kind of an objective to, to a scale of some sort to that. Uh, and that can be, as I said, for the product, but it can also help uh, and a customer level as well. So you can ask customer attributes. So you can ask the age, uh, what are they using the product for? What's their, you know, an example is what's their skin type? Because then you can take that information and use it to segment your database. Again, I'm sure super effective in social media marketing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and as someone who is a non-standard fashion size, I find that whenever any fashion store has your sort of review platform installed, it's so much easier for me to buy clothing because I can judge it based on, you know, what body type they are and those sorts of things. So it's it's really helpful from a consumer perspective, but I also love it from a marketing perspective. Yeah, it's kind of a win-win for, for, for both parties. You know, prospective customers, you said, okay, Scott bought uh, size 10. He's normally a size 12 because previously other people have said it might run a little small. Yeah, you know, it's, situations like that, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, awesome. So, how does that sort of personal attribute side of things? So, you know, if you bought the the smaller size, or if I put in that I have curly hair, or those sorts of things, can you use that information in another way? Like, is there a way that it links to other platforms and things? So, where you know, Shopify broadly and at a uh, top level is an ecosystem of apps, and we all. Um, like to work together because it obviously creates a better experience for the merchant and for people who have stores. It makes it more efficient and more um, automated. So absolutely, you know, we can push those attributes to um, other platforms and then, as I said, you can segment your campaigns based off that level of data. Yeah, awesome. So in theory, if you were selling, for instance, hair care products and you had a curly hair range and a straight hair range, you could then use that data segmented out to your mailing list and use that to make sure you're only showing the curly head people, the curly head products, the straight head people, straight head products. That's exactly right, yes. It's Which is brilliant from a marketing perspective. <laughs> fantastic for product launches, uh, really segmented campaigns. You know, even if you've got, you know, not the biggest budget in the world, you can really be really granular in your targeting for, say, social media um, segmentation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, have you got any good examples, whether you name names or not, of businesses that have used this data really, really well and how they've used it? Yeah, so I guess the clothing uh, and 
beauty and skincare are probably our three biggest verticals or industries that use us. Um, I I mentioned, you know, we've mentioned it for clothing, sizing um, versus what someone's bought versus what they normally buy. Um, But skincare and, and I guess, beauty, they use it by understanding the skin type, the skin issues. They might, you know, be prone to acne or they might um, have oily skin, dry skin, et cetera. And because they have that knowledge, they can really push out segmented campaigns and targeted campaigns uh, that cater towards those needs because someone who has oily skin is is after a very, very different product to someone who has dry skin. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so are most people using, like how do most people use the data? Are most people using it just on their website and then kind of filtering it through to their email segmentation? Like how are most people using the data that they get through Okendo? Yeah, for the most part, it's it sits on their PDP or product page on, on the website because that's where, you know, all their marketing efforts, I guess, are pushing people or yeah. a portion of their marketing efforts are pushing people. There are people uh, who, who are using that to, to take it off, offline and into other platforms. Um, probably email is the biggest one there. We've, we've got an exciting integration coming out, which will probably help and benefit a lot of people, but yeah. um, that's, that's in, in the works and will be released very shortly. Um, but it's exciting to see what people are doing. Yeah. Um, and and e- even if they direct them to, say, a landing page and they've got a specific product widget there, you know, just being very targeted in their customer journey yeah. and very well and thought out and strategic in what they're showing them across across the, the path to purchase. Yeah, wonderful. So just out of interest to you, I haven't actually told you this, we obviously have a lot of clients that use Akendo. Um, so I just went through some data and pulled out some data for you. So we obviously pull out the reviews and the user-generated content that our clients use from a Facebook ads perspective. Um, and we compared some ads with reviews to ads with no reviews. Um, so the cost per purchase of our ad that we ran with no reviews was $5.50 with a 4.6 times return on ad spend. Uh, the one with reviews had a four point, sorry, $4.60 cost per purchase and a 6.5 return on ad spend. So there's more than two whole extra dollars per dollar spent um, coming back just from using those reviews to cold audiences on our ads. That's fantastic. <laughs> so just further yeah. proof that you really need to be having, you know, reviews and using them across the across the board. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the the notion or understanding that from merchants is that, you know, there's for a majority, there's a movement away from say um, large social media influencers and, you know, it's moving towards micro influencers. And I think it's, it's, I think it's the same for reviews. People want to know uh, how it looks on the everyday person rather than a, a $50,000 photo shoot. Um, you know, that, that looks amazing, but it's, it doesn't really hit home for a lot of people. Yeah, um, especially yeah. with clothing and fashion and things, people really want to see what it's going to look like on them, not the size zero model. Um, you know, it's yeah, such exactly. a, a difficult thing to buy online. So the more you can show it on other people, I suppose the better your chances are of converting that and it looking good on you if you bought it at the end. Yeah, exactly. And it's I guess it's taking away the the inability to try clothes on. You know, from yeah. a bricks and mortar store, it's it's probably the next best thing. Um, if not better because you're, I guess you're 
having a conversation, a one-way conversation at least, um, and you be you're speaking to people who've already purchased it and they're leaving their feedback for you for you to check out. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is which is awesome. Yeah. So if, for instance, if I'm just starting out, how important is it to get reviews on the site? Like, is that the kind of thing you want to launch your site with? Or is it something you can kind of add later? And if you are an existing business, you know, is it something that you really need to add? Like how soon do you think people should be adding these kind of review capture? Yeah. So, you know, Shopify as a platform does, you know, up to 80% of what merchants need. Um, you know, they have their own apps, they have mail, they have um, kit for, for social and launches, but they also have Shopify reviews. It costs nothing, absolutely nothing. And it's, it's, uh, it's, I would definitely count that as an essential feature or application to run. Mm. Uh, if you're just starting out or um, looking to kind of add reviews, check yeah. that out. You know, what we do on top of that is obviously have more complex and advanced features and we can integrate with other apps, et cetera. So when you're ready to take it to the next level, uh, yeah, definitely consider looking at, uh, you know, hopefully a Kendo, um, but taking it to the next level. But from a starting point, definitely look at Shopify uh, reviews because the, the commercial nature, you know, from studies, from reviews is that, you know, I think it was 80% of people look at reviews before they purchase online. Yeah. And from our commercial analytics and GA tracking, uh, it's roughly about two to three times more likely to convert, uh, you know, relevant to industry Mm. if they engage with reviews because they're that much more confident. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so say someone's listening to this at the moment and they have a review platform already, but they like the sound of a kendo, they want to give it a go. How easy is it to transfer from one program to another? Like if you've built your business for the last five years using the free Shopify reviews, is that something that's easy to transfer or is it quite a difficult process? It's uh, it's a common concern. Obviously people have uh, done the hard yards and they might have generated a bank of you know thousands or hundreds of reviews and they're really nervous of losing that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not a concern to be worried about because it's something we do day in and day out. And what, mm. you know, what you do is you just simply export those reviews in a CSV or um, Excel file, yeah. and you simply Im- import it into a Kendo. It it can be as simple as a two step process. Oh wow, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, awesome. Um, and I know a lot of businesses really struggle to get reviews. You know, they might not you know they might be just starting out they might not have a lot of sales orders coming through or they might be quite established but their customers for some reason aren't leaving reviews is there any kind of suggestions more in general to get your clients to be more review happy i suppose yeah so you know there's i guess two sides so you obviously need to be having sales traffic or volume um, for people to obviously leave reviews. So, you know, let's solve. That's probably, I guess, where you come in and grow that awareness. Um, So, you know, you do your thing then and crush it. And once that sales start coming in, um, it's then about building building a community. Mm. If you are a brand that has a really strong identity, people um, love to help out others. They want their voice to be heard. They're confident in their new uh, product. If it's a piece of clothing, 
um, then they're really, really likely to leave a review. Yeah. If you're perhaps in a in a, an environment that um, perhaps doesn't have that level of engagement, there is a possibility to incentivize reviews, provided you know that it's a commercial decision from your end. It doesn't obviously eat into your bottom dollar too much, mm. but there is absolutely the ability to automate coupon delivery if yeah. they leave a review, as well as upscale that discount if they add a photo or video. So it's really, really strong strategy to increase uh, customer UGC. If that's yeah. something which you're really striving for, say, in the next six months, definitely look to do that. Yeah, awesome. I'm assuming that's something that Akendo does that's built in. Yes, it actually, yes, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so what are some of your favorite features or maybe the lesser known features of Akendo or even just review platforms that you think people should use more often? Yeah, a lot of people um, don't know that we can group reviews. So, you know, you see it often with product catalogs who have, say, the red T-shirt and the blue T-shirt as two distinct products. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not set up as variations. If they are the exact same product but just different colours, feel free to share reviews across them because the quality, where they're made, the sizing is going to be the exact same. But if you don't have... If for some reason the red shirt is 10 times more popular, uh, then that blue shirt is continuously not going to get brought because the social proof isn't there for it. Yeah. So you can you can share reviews across those through our grouping functionality, um, you know, and that's that's hugely popular um, awesome. in, in that fashion and apparel industry. Yeah. But it does obviously reflect and is available across any vertical. Yeah. Um, and the same thing is when when you when you're at the level of having regional stores, so I say that, um, you know, the Australian store, the US store, the UK store, likewise, you can share reviews across all those stores, even though they're separate Shopify accounts. Mm. So, um, you know, if you're just launching in the US and your Australian store has been running for five years with, you know, great success, you don't have to start from ground zero in the US. You just simply, we call it syndicating, syndicate reviews from the Australian store to the US store. Awesome. I think that'd be a huge help, especially for that, you know, going international or, you know, if you've launched one T-shirt in one color and then you're launching it in another or you've got, you know, those sorts of products that, as you said, you know, it's just a different color. The the quality in that is the same. Um, can be a really good way of building up that social proof pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And also we see a lot of people have, I guess, seasonal um, catalogs or seasonal products hmm. you know um the new one comes in in 2021 you don't you don't lose all the reviews from the one in 2020 uh you can either move them or you can group them yeah yeah no that's really good to know um do you have any last minute review generating strategies or things that maybe we haven't covered that would be helpful to our listeners i think a lot of people uh, so Akendo has an internal email engine um, which automates review request emails post-purchase. Post yeah. um, a lot of people, I think, ne not neglect but don't look into enough the email body copy, the email subject, the design of the email um, to really capture the attention and open rates of that email. Mm. Um, so if you, if you think it's a set-and-forget thing, um, it's just not something I would recommend. I would constantly look to try optimize that, yeah, um, and, and and be tweaking that as much as possible. Yeah, 
on. Do you see a lot of those emails? Any strategies that you found work really well? Just personalization. Yeah. Um, nobody wants a, an email that you know has been sent to the whole database. Um, you want to you want to know that it, it or at least it looks like it was personalized to you. They know what you bought. They know your name. Um, maybe they know uh, what country you live in, and and you have a different email that reflects that information. Yeah. I mean, I've been in marketing for a very, very, very long time and it still amazes me how often I'll get a response to uh, a mass email and someone has responded as if it was just written to them and it's always kind of really nice <laughs> because you're like, okay, we've done something. Yeah, I think it reflects amazingly well on the brand. Yeah, so um, I suppose if you're trying to get those reviews, the more you can be like, hey, we really hoped you liked it. Um, you know, if you want to share that feedback, you know, making it as personal as possible, as you said, I think that's probably a really great way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yep. All right, so we're just getting to the, the tail end where we get a little bit more general and a little bit more about you. Obviously, you work with Akendo. Um, what are kind of your secret strategies, routines or habits that just kind of help you stay on track in business? That's a tough one. Um, look, Bloody for me, <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I'm very, uh, I like, I have to be at work to work. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm a type of person that, uh, if the opportunity is to work from home, I'm probably still going to come into the office and do do my hours there because yeah. that for me is my place. Um, and as well as I like to, <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows it who's, who's listening, but um, I have the lo-fi chill step playlist going on in the background and that just, that really helps me <laughs> get, get my work done. That That's my special kind of music playlist, yeah. Yeah, isn't it funny how everyone's got such different music? My friend listens to like Metallica when she needs to get lots of work done, um, and some of people listen to like acoustic chill music. It's just really interesting yeah. what music gets people going. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the Big Short. I think uh, the the statistician listens oh, yeah. to Metallica. I think it is. He just loves <laughs> the rock music. And I, I, anything with lyrics just doesn't cut it for me while trying to really concentrate. Yeah. That, that's fair enough. Um, do you have any favourite business books? So I was reading one recently which was recommended to me um, by Jocko Willink, Leadership Strategies and Tactics. Um, it's, it's one which really makes you take a step back um, because often we find ourselves kind of executing day-to-day tasks that we know really, really well, um, but perhaps it isn't progressing us forward in in the quickest way possible or in the most strategic way possible. Um, So what I really like about that is it it advises you to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. He calls it detaching from the situation. Um, You know, and that's actually really hit home for me so far this year. I try to, (laughs) it it is difficult, I will admit, but I try to do that as much as possible now. I think especially for anyone that's listening that's starting a business or, you know, running their own e-commerce store, it can be one of those things where you get so caught up in the tiny little details of got to make the social media posts, got to pack the orders, got to do this, got to do that, that sometimes it's probably really important that they get out and step back and look at the bigger picture. So it sounds like a great book recommendation. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Uh, favorite podcast? Uh, look, yeah, I, I think on a personal level, I'm a big crime fan, so case file for me. Everyone loves the crime podcasts. 
it's definitely a, a trending, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing. Yeah, but uh, on on the on the kind of e-commerce side, um, add to cart by Nathan Bush. Just because he's Australian, he he um, speaks to a lot of people who I guess is in the industry here, mm. um, and, and has a lot of knowledge both from his personal experience and then those he's speaking to. I think you get a lot out of them as well. Yeah, awesome. Um, and if anyone's wanting to get in touch with you about Akendo, wants to give it a go, how would people get in touch with you? So there's a couple of different ways. We've obviously got a website, um, akendo.io. On there we've got, you know, support chat. Um, we've got uh, the, the ability to book a, a demo with me directly. Awesome. Um, and, and my email is also scott.goodman at akendo.io. So three different ways, both equally as responsive. Yeah, awesome. I do know that the support chat, I've often ended up messaging that page and end up with you anyway. So yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a nice little team you've got looking after that, which is great. Yeah. Just a quick little interruption. This episode was recorded a little while ago in preparation for relaunching season two. Uh, and Scott has just informed me that we actually have a bigger and better offer for you. So we have just cut out his original offer and just wanted to let you know that there is now a three month free trial for a kendo. If you did want to give it a go, we'll get back to it now. Enjoy. As I said, we've got a number of our clients that use the software. Um, we've had clients migrate from other platforms that they thought were doing really well. And then we had Akendo and just the, the functionality of it is just so great for our clients. And then from a Facebook ads perspective, we just love pulling out the, the data and the reviews and the user-generated content and those sorts of things. It's just invaluable to us from a, a Facebook perspective, but obviously does a, a huge job of improving you know, conversion rates and customer trust and those sorts of things. Yeah, it's, it, it is fantastic and, you know, we, we love to see the results that people have. Um, one new thing which, which is actually really exciting for us is we've just integrated with 460, which is a shoppable Instagram um, where we bring social proof into that sphere. Um, so, you know, they're, they're a Canadian-based business and they're, they're killing it. They've, they've got huge brands on, under their um under under 460 and, and being able to kind of bring social proof and trust into the instagram world yeah uh is huge as well yeah amazing well thank you so much for joining us and sharing so many you know tips and strategies around reviews and user generated content but also giving us a, a bit of an insight into a kendo and how it all works so thank you for your time i appreciate it thank you very much for having me as well it's been lovely Thank you for listening to the 14th episode of the Bright Minds of E-Commerce podcast. Don't forget, we load all of the links and show notes onto our website. You can find everything at www.brightredmarketing.com.au forward slash show notes forward slash episode 14. The link will also be in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening.